Welcome to Conscious Hypocrite. Um, it's been, it, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, so let me get to why we haven't recorded in a, a while. It's been, I guess, like five months. Should we introduce ourselves? Oh, yeah. My name is Will. My name is Carly. Yeah. I got AKAs, but I'll wait. Do you? I do. <laughs> They're locked. They're locked and loaded, locked ready to go. Yeah, hating. Let's, let's save those. You're hating. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we moved. We recently moved, and right before this uh, whole uh, coronavirus thing. Right before, like mm. literally, uh, we almost like less than two weeks before we got the first stay home order. Yeah, we it was in February. We moved in February. Um. Our move-in day technically was March 1st. Yeah. So all the moving process and all that stuff was in February. Yeah. Um, and our f- the last episode we actually posted was our cats episode. Where really? we went and saw cats. That was the last one. Isn't that crazy? Wow. What a time. Simpler times when we could just laugh and giggle about the jellical cats. We did record another episode, but I deleted it. We'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later. So yeah, we moved just in time. But that took up a lot of our brain and stuff because it was moving and then it was getting stuff for the house and unpacking and things like that. And then this the stay home shelter in place order started. And I just have been feeling not like talking or not. I had a I've have some creative bursts, but I'm kind of just like don't really feel like being creatively productive sometimes. Yeah, you know? I've definitely been. A, but you're an artist and you've. You do dope shit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, I just am not feeling motivated. I have so many, like, half-started projects. I've been in, I've been in a, in a, what do you want to say? I haven't been feeling a, a need or feeling motivated to really make an episode because of all this stuff going on right about now. I think we've mostly been escaping in our own different ways. Will with video games and me with books. We've oh, been yeah. you doing our own form of escapism, and then we quarantine them, baby. Yep, <laughs> and then going through yeah. like I'm going through a, a healthy, healthy dose of white claws for me. Just lots of just, just steady drinking, but not a lot. Just you know a few white claws here and there, but it's a lot more consistent than it was when I was actually going into school. Which yeah. Um, it's Indica's and Sativa's over here for me. Uh, <laughs> which the World Health Organization says that you should not be partaking in for both. Both of our vices are not uh, not great, but that's okay. World Health who? The World Health Organization. The who? 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 Oh, God. Who? Um, okay, so let's first talk about what, how this, how it has affected us in our work and all that stuff. How this has affected me personally? Well, I mean, you're business as usual. So if like, I know we've talked about on this before, but Will's essentially an essential worker because he works at a facility where that doesn't, that people live, live there. It's not like it can just shut down. So he has to go into work every day. 
Um, yeah, so I've been going to work ever since this whole thing started. I haven't really stopped. Um, uh, what, what do we do different there? We've, so I work in a 99 bed facility and it's locked down, you know, I deal with people with like schizophrenia, all type of, all type of wild shit. Anyway, uh, we created like groups to where we have to take them outside so we could do, uh, what is it? Social distancing. So instead of having a, a large group inside, you split yeah, them up. Yeah, mm-hmm. our group. We were trying to minimize the groups. Uh, we we go. We've gone through all these leaps and bounds and protocols and different ways of dinner service and reshifting the the unit to put older people here and you know younger people here and mm-hmm. all this shit because we're trying to get information from the CD fucking C. Mm-hmm. And who? <laughs> who? Yeah, and try to run the, do our best to protect our clients. And we've been wearing masks. Uh, so when I go to work, I gotta wear a mask. I've, we've this whole mask shit is bullshit. Everybody don't have a mask, Mister Donald fucking Trump. I'm just tell you that right now. There's been people making masks. Uh, our mothers have made masks. Mm-hmm. We've had people from work making their own mask. People who aren't wearing masks are making a choice. It's like a political a po- choice yeah. or like a they're taking a stand or whatever. Like, there's no reason. They let you into the store with a t-shirt wrapped around your face. Like, it doesn't even need to look like a mask. They just yeah. want you to cover up when you're in public spaces. Yeah, and, certain pe- and sometimes people, you know, they, they don't want to cover up in public, place, public places. I went to... I went to Home Depot to get a blowtorch, and that's a whole that's a whole story. But in me getting this blowtorch, I went in there with a mask, but I noticed all the other people weren't wearing masks, and I noticed mm-hmm. the employees weren't wearing. Hold on, and employees weren't wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy fuck!" I was like, they, "They." That's weird. Was that when? I wonder if that was before the order. I feel like it was after. This was after the order. That's strange that the employees weren't even wearing masks. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild time, you know. Uh, yes, yeah, wild time. So, but you're you're just working. I mean, you have to go into work. Yeah, I got to go into work. So, you know, I I get sick easier, easy now since mm-hmm. this Corona thing came about. Sometimes, like I was getting canker sores and shit, and then I was like, "Why the fuck am I getting canker sores?" And I was telling Will that it's stress, stress, because I get stress canker sores too. When it's like your body. Or your mind isn't letting you be stressed and it's manifesting itself in your body in some way. Because that would happen to me where I was so busy that I didn't have time to be stressed. And then I would get these little canker sores inside my mouth. Yeah, so when this corona shit hit, I got stressed. Apparently, I was getting canker sores on my gums. And that shit was fucking my mental up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm doing better with all this shit. Trying not to be super paranoid. I'm already a paranoid motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can get down with a conspiracy theory real quick. Um, so I'm not trying to get locked into that shit. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to stay clear from that. But, you know, my mind is open. You know what I'm saying? My mind is open to different thoughts and different ways that this shit could happen. There was a moment there when I was getting pretty bogged down and depressed reading news and stuff like that. But I feel like it's weird because when this first happened... When they told us it was going to be three weeks out, 
it was like we really thought it was just going to be three weeks out and we were going to come back. Right. But as this keeps as this has gotten stretched, it seems like this is like more of like a new normal. And so it feels more normal now. But in those weeks, like when it was like maybe the fourth week, I was feeling really paranoid about things. And now I feel less so just because I've seen our area in California in general trying to be more mindful about stuff. Yeah, It's hard when you're hearing that these other places are opening up or that, you know, it's like, I feel, I feel relatively safe here. Um, The cold part about it is, babe, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you didn't. Go for it. Like, so we're we're safe here because where we live. I know you don't like to state where we're, where we're at or whatever. I think we've said it enough times at this point. And the only people who listen to this are people who... Correct. No, we're not, so I guess it really doesn't We're happen. not that. We're not. We ain't bubbling like that. Yeah. Anyway, we're very close to um, Santa Clara, and they got slammed with the shit. In the beginning, they did. So, yeah. I hear you, but their numbers are still high. Right. Totally. So if they open up, and we still don't have proper testing for everybody, this shit's mm-hmm. a sham. This fucking president said, if anybody wanted to test, they can get a fucking test. Now we ain't got fucking tests. I fucking work in a health facility and a fucking tiger got tested before me. This is some bullshit. A tiger got tested before. A tiger in fucking Brooklyn got tested. They wanted to know if the tiger had it. <laughs> Tiger's life matter. Wait, so if you so would you want a test? Yeah. Okay, and so you're upset that the tiger got it. Yeah. I mean, we haven't there hasn't really been a plan for our facility to get tests or anything. Tests or yeah. anything like that. Well, even though you work in a facility that is like a care facility, it's probably lower on the list as far as they're going to try to get it to like nursing homes and they're going to try to get the hospitals and stuff first before they give it to you guys, especially since you're a private company, right? And not part of the government, government funded or whatever. Correct. Um, my job has been, I'm working from home doing distance learning. Um, it's been really weird doing all this stuff online. And it's even weirder. Like the more, the deeper we get into this and the more I talk to people at my school district, as well as people from Kirby, uh, <laughs> people from Kirby, I can say your son's name. Sure. Yeah. I get from Kirby's, um, from Will's son's school district. The more people are starting to sound like this is going to carry over into next year. Oh, no. it So. And it, But I mean, like, at first it was like, oh, maybe we just won't have basketball games and we won't have this. And now it's like, oh, maybe we'll have, like, half days. And now it's like, maybe the whole beginning of the year, if not longer, is going to be distance learning. Which is wild. Which is wild. Um, I read this article on uh, Bloomberg. It was one of those business... business Art, business pages bloomberg, bloomberg bloomberg or something no maybe it was um is that the same dude uh, the, ain't, ain't bloomberg fucking with joe biden i mean all the democrats are fucking with joe biden now they have to pretty Niggas much are, if they're dem- he's democrats a repub. anyways um <laughs> uh what was i saying oh yeah so they were saying like you know they studied kids who are in i know this doesn't really count for elementary school i i think it's more so like middle school high school they right. they 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 test these kids and find out that like they spend half the time just like not even focusing. And then 
they're not really learning anything when they have like seven hour school days. And they're saying this might be the end of the seven hour school day. And they were talking about how magically when kids go to high school, I mean, not high school, I'm sorry, when they go to college, they're spending less time in the classroom, but they're getting more work done because they're being expected to do all this, this, this self-motivated stuff at home or in their dorm, you know, wherever they're living when they're in college. And so maybe that's what things are going to start to look like is less actual in-person instruction and more of the kids having to do independent stuff, Mm -hmm. which will be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. It's tough though. Like also making this like balance for kids with special needs and kids with like, this is like, uh, it's, we're in such a strange time. Such it's, a strange time right it's now. An, it, it can look, you can look at it a lot of different ways. People that are, say, on the lower poverty level. Yeah. Disenfranchised. Yeah. This is going to affect them even more. The education the stuff? Education yeah, stuff. totally. It's another... It's another it, the gap is going to get widened. It's another... Between haves and have-nots. And that's the thing, too, which is, like, cool, but also... I mean, very, very cool... But also a little disheartening is like seeing like Will and I are both good. Like we're good. And and just it's scary to think about like any other point in time before this, we would not have been good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hmm. Like it's kind of weird. And it's I'm very thankful for that. But like if like we just moved into our own place We've been fine. We just got, like, like I just got a salary job. Yeah. You know, like, that's the big that thing. Is the we would have made it, I mean, we would have made it work if either way. If you were still but... working at Wolf School. Yeah, so I used to work in an outdoor ed place. This would have been an issue. Um. Yeah, so I used to, and I mean, outdoor outdoor ed is all, I mean, it's in the outdoors. And it's cabins and kids staying together and hiking together. I mean, it's school outside. So, yeah, that was one of the first things that, that, that schools were were canceling because of all the stuff that was going on so yeah so that would have been bad news and it's sad because i'm seeing the people who i used to work with in that organization and other outdoor organizations really like struggling um yeah it's yeah it's crazy so thankful to have a job right about now Um, yeah it's cool um i was thankful before this happened but this just puts it... When you actually see it in front of your face of, like, how bad it's getting for people out there, it makes you more yeah. grateful. Yeah. Um. So, you were saying that you're annoyed by this tiger getting tested before you, yeah. know, right? So, I wanted to bring up some other things that bother me. Because this is another thing where it's, like, everyone is, like, a lot more introspective. And a lot of people are at home by themselves. Or... That's when I checked out of this corona shit. All this news coming oh, in every day. Oh, when you found out about the tiger? And the fucking tiger got tested for me. I was like, all right. <laughs> so there's like... Wash my hands. Stay clean. It's just funny seeing how people interact with each other. And there's certain things that have been like kind of getting under my skin a little oh, bit. Talk that about it. I don't even really matter. Talk about it. But like when you go out... I mean, here, here where we are, we're allowed to like go out and walk and things like that. As long as we're keeping social distance or whatever. So Social distance. So when I'm walking or running... I cross the street when I can. If there's people on the street that I'm on, I'll cross the street where there's no people. So I'll I'll weave back and forth on the road unless there's two 
groups of people, unless there's a group on each side, then I'll run in the bike lane to go around somebody. But I'm always like giving them space. And I don't wear a mask when I'm working out, but I try to have my mouth closed. So I'm not like breathing. I'm, I'm breathing through my mouth a lot. And I look like a slack-jawed yokel. If you watch me concentrate, my mouth is just hanging open. So I try to close my mouth when I'm running past people or walking past people. There was a dude yesterday who I heard—I hadn't, hadn't heard footsteps running that close to me in my life. I turn around and he's just running, like zoomed right past me. I mean, like I said, that's like a really stupid peeve. It's so just seeing, it's <laughs> seeing this guy just like, he just, I maybe because he scared me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, can you like you're super like in my spirit in my bubble. Oh now now our bubbles have gotten bigger, everybody. Yeah, our bubbles have gotten bigger. Our bubbles have gotten bigger. So another thing similarly that annoyed me is so now that we live <laughs> in a different place, we don't have um a washer and dryer in our home. It's like we have a laundry room, like throwback, throwback laundry room that reminds me of the college I'm, days. I miss the washer and dryer that I purchased. Yeah. I missed that. I left it there. I left it at the place. So when I was in college, this is like kind of not only related because we're talking about laundry, but when I was in college, you know, they have these big laundry, they have big, like, like a laundry room, but it's in your dorm and you, they still make you like put quarters or whatever in. We figured out this trick where if you flick a penny at a certain angle, it hits whatever sensor it is that you, that it's a quarter. And so you just had to flick a penny like four or however many times and it would And just, it would hit the, get the right. Yeah. Solid. Right. Dope. So anyway. Shout so, out to the penny. <laughs> the penny trick. Yep. Um, college hack. Although. So the laundry machine we have now, there's an app where you can like add money to it. It's so weird, but it's a, it's a small laundry room. There's two washers, two dryers. So it's really small. It's not as big like like the college one that I was talking about, like really small. And so I'm in there getting my laundry out. Homie from across the way just walks in with all of his stuff, like getting going to start loading his his things. And I'm just thinking like, you couldn't, you didn't see that I was in here and you couldn't just like wait a moment for me to like get out. You gotta be again, personal space, like all up in my shit. Like, I don't know where you go or who you interact with. You know what I mean? Like literally there are, there's no real walls. It's just windows. And so you can, you can see me from the outside. It's like, why aren't you just like, can you just like wait a beat? Like if this Corona shit is real, right? Yeah. It just hasn't it hasn't affected me personally. Wait, you said if this corona shit is real? Some people don't believe it is. Yes, but you do. I do. Okay, there you go. Don't listen so to exactly on, what on. Will is saying, but listen to what he's saying. Okay, go on. Um This shit's real, right? So I think, me personally, we're just gonna it's gonna be a slow burn and we're all gonna die. Because we're all fucking stupid. Wait, how can it be a slow burn <laughs> and we're all going to die? Because we don't know if this shit's going to come back. It is going to come back. So when it comes back and say we don't have a vaccine, I, we're, we're in California, bubbles of bu- like bubble beyond bubble where we, are, where we live. Other people in other fucking states are being ignorant as fuck, going out with no masks. And they're gonna going to see how that happens. So I saw three different options of for what could happen. And this is, again, if we don't have a vaccine. So one is where we do a real big drop and then it comes back in the fall. And it kind of go and it goes and it's really high in the fall. But then it goes back down for a long time and then it comes back up. So it's like every like, 
you know, seven months. Yeah, seven months or something like that. It comes back up. And then I saw one that you said was like a slow burn where it's like after this time, it's just going to be a steady amount of cases that doesn't really go up. That just goes on until we have a vaccine. And then the other is, again, what's probably going to happen to some of these other areas that are opening up is where it just just keeps going up. Now, I say we're going to get taken out by this shit, dude. That's what no, I'm man. Saying. I've been doing research with your son about the plague. And we got this. We're going to be all right. I, I'm, But I'm optimistic. Will is the opposite of optimistic. Fools pessimistic. Fools are dummies, dude. Do you, see what, do you see what's going on? The thing about it is, so we live in the United States, right? But if you go into another state, it's like a whole fucking country. These motherfuckers got different rules that govern different. Mm-hmm. This shit is all bullshit. We've been doing this fucking shelter in place for fucking months. And we find out through news outlets that Georgia and all these other dumb motherfuckers, they ain't going along with this shit. So what the fuck is the point of it all? I guess to, to save us. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that brings me to another, another thing that annoys me. These motherfuckers want to tote their guns and have their vests. If we that see, was people of color out there with fucking guns, with fucking vests, talking about... Oh, man, get the fuck out of here, dude. Well, that leads me to one of my pet peeves, and I think this connects to one of your pet peeves, too, is is you see these, like, racist white guys with their... I mean, I'm just assuming they're racist, but you see these stupid white people with their guns protesting to get these places back open, and then I see liberal-type people going, oh, don't worry, this is natural selection. Like, don't worry, these these people are going to die. These, like, white liberals say that shit... But they don't understand that these these uh, gun-toting Republican people are going to go back to their communities and it's going to spread and it's going to kill black people and brown people. Like, especially in these, like, poorer areas or these areas, like, you know, in Georgia or whatever that are opening up, like... High blood pressure. So when you say natural selection... Diabetes. Because already they're... Be- sickle cell anemia. Food deserts. Things like that, you know. We are. Uh, <laughs> like housing problems like this whole natural selection thing that is like a joke when you're talking about these white uh these white weirdos is actually going to have a big effect on people who people of color who don't who are not doing these stupid things that these white people are doing um maybe i need to develop a hazmat suit you know what i'm saying that that'd be the new fashion but so you were saying you were saying about the guys with the guns about how you about how Imagine being there being black people. Oh, that should have been a rat. But there actually was. I think it, I don't know if it was in was it in Michigan or Georgia, one of those states. Michigan, that's, that's the, the fools was wilding. No, but so no the um there was armed black people who walked this representative into the courthouse. They protected him, um, but they were they were protecting. It wasn't they weren't protesting. They were protecting this guy into the courthouse. But yeah, so like masks are like a thing now. Yeah, and um. Yeah, it's just funny how oh, you, mask. you hold, can... <laughs> hold on, time out. So it's, I, I must be in a twilight zone where I could walk into a store with a mask and people are smiling at me. That shit is a mindfuck. And me being a person, I'm like 6'4", you know what I'm saying? Black dude with a mask on now. You can't see my face. And if this was you in February? If this was me, no. <laughs> fucking January. January. Yeah. 
Hey, can you take that mask off, sir? And you'd be lucky if you're they lucky. said something to your face. What the yeah. fuck? The fucking clinch day person run off. Do you think if you... So we have a bunch of really cute print face uh, masks. Well, it's got one with like fishes on it. You think if you wore... You think if you wore one with fishes on it in January, they would still be mad at you? Or they would still think you think you were trying to do something if you had one that was like friendly looking? Um, I'm not sure. White people love my mask. They, they wave and they... It's a conver- it's a it's va- a great conversation starter. I have a Flintstone one. Yeah, you have some cute ones that you wear to work. Would they be? I think they would be scared. If, even if you were wearing one with farm animals. But on But also with the place I live, it's kind of a weird place, and they'd probably just think I'm on some Burning Man shit or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a fair point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, we're in a, we're in weird times. Um. I'm, I, I'm just trying not to get super paranoid. Yeah. I stocked up on food at one point. Uh, Is that what happened? Well, well. so during this time, we send one soldier out okay, to okay. the market. <laughs> That's I'm the soldier. You are the soldier. Because <laughs> I got to go to work. <laughs> Gives you something to do. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Right? This does feel like the new normal now, though. Just the way people are acting. It seems less... It seems... Which is... It's, it's scary in itself. Because I feel less paranoid. But it's also scary that this is becoming, like... Just how life is. And it's weird, like, seeing commercials that... that not I'm not going to say have it locked and loaded. But these commercials that are able to churn out these, like... We know you're staying at home now. So here's this. <laughs> or don't worry. And it's like, damn, is this just going to be life? It's just like the commercials telling us, like... Don't worry. This is how things are now, and and we're we're here for you. And it's like everyone's just all in on this weird sick joke that we have to be involved in right now. Right, but it's real. It's not a hoax. This shit is global. Right, right. Global shit. This shit. Yes, and it's it, it also is interesting the places that have it more under control, like Taiwan and New Zealand, and um. Yeah, it'll be. Inter- I mean, it'll be interesting when we survive this to hear all the, the. It's not five. It's not five G, motherfucker. The things written about this time period <laughs> and what countries did wrong and what countries did right and things like that. Okay. Anyways, are you ready to move on? We've been talking about this for a long time. It's not five G, nigga. You ready to move That's on? That's more brain type tumors and, shit and weird shit. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> We did record and post an episode right before all this corona stuff happened around the time that Kobe Bryant died. Well, it was actually right after Kobe Bryant died. And the whole episode was very Kobe Bryant based. We talked a lot about memories we had of him and how he's impacted our lives. And we talked about the sexual assault, the rape allegations that were against him. And I ended up deleting the episode because I said some things that I think were stupid and not didn't really think about the way that my words could affect people. Um, and I think I just worded things incorrectly, not not in a way that I think conveyed the meaning that I was really trying to to give off. So we talked about uh, kind of like I think I phrased it as levels of sexual assault, which which is a huge mistake Be- because I was kind of talking about how, um, how, how egregious the act could be. No, I was, we, we were talking about how like there's Aziz Ansari who like 
had consenting sex but did some weird stuff. Yeah. And then there was, you know, the Kobe allegations. And then there's people who've been proven guilty of right. all these multiple rapes or, or child rape and all this right. stuff. And so I was saying that there's different levels. When I think that it's incorrect, I think all sexual abuse is... It's all trauma. It's all trauma. But there are, I think, levels to perpetrators. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was one of the um, that was one of the things I said. The whole episode was just, uh, I could see thinking back on it now how I'm just I'm happy we deleted it. <laughs> but also like, think about this woman. Even the, even though um, we won't get into the story with Kobe, but think about this woman who had this this allegation against him or even people who have similar experiences then having to see Kobe Bryant completely glorified for weeks on TV and how triggering that must be. Um, that's something that I have the privilege of not having to think about because I haven't been in situations like that where like those type of things aren't triggering for me. Right. And that's a privilege. And it makes me think about how this stuff is coming out against Joe Biden and how... Like I said, when it's like different, the way different abusers work, Joe Biden is being, has a case against him um, for some sexual misconduct. It's like inappropriate kissing and touching and things like that. Um, And then Donald Trump also has a lot of uh, misconduct, sexual abuse allegations out against him. And we know how horrible of a person Donald Trump is. So like, imagine if you are a person who has gone through these things and now you're, you're watching Joe Biden and Donald Trump against each other. Like you'd be pissed. Yeah. Pretty mad. And you're thinking like, okay. And people are talking about lesser of two evils, but, but it looks like they both are, you know, now I'm going to go ahead and say that, that, Donald Trump, I'm just going to say, is, is as far as I know, probably a worse human being than Joe Biden. I think that that's true. Joe Biden. But, like, damn. He's a Republican. The, it's really one of the things that I think we haven't really been able to focus on since we haven't been recording and all this stuff is, like, just how the Democratic Party just gave up. Like, just I'll- straight up gave up. <laughs> but I don't know. We, we don't know who his running partner is going to be. So... I've given up on the whole thing, to be honest. I mean, it's, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so I know some people did listen to the episode that I ended up deleting, and that's fine. I, I just wanted to kind of own up to some, to that stuff, because it was really bothering me. Even after I deleted it, it was like really, really bothering me that I had put that out there. Um, you but- gotta remember that it, it is us too. It's just us too. you know? We might say some things... Or, or word some things wrong, but it comes from an honest place. We don't mean to come across um, like we're not being mindful right. of everybody out there. Right. But like I said, you know, that's the privilege, right? Is like I can... There are certain things that, that, that go past me that I, I don't... That I need to think more about because I have the privilege of not, like, See, that impacting me. You know correct, what I mean? Correct. And this is... Well, uh, this will be like a really sloppy segue, but we can get into sports and basketball. Okay, sports? Stuff. Oh, man. What? So last time we recorded, uh, I really don't know what was going on in sports. But I can tell you this. The Houston Astros are cheaters. 
I didn't get to talk about them mm-hmm. at all. How did they get caught cheating? They were filming. They were filming other teams' signs. What does that mean? Like they signs? were stealing. So baseball, I guess they like they sign. The manager will sign to a player uh, if he wants to steal a base mm-hmm. or what kind of pitch mm-hmm. he wants him to send. Baseball's so weird. All type of shit. So these fools got caught cheating straight up, and I. Baseball is the American sport. It is the American ideology. This is how America runs. Mm-hmm. Um, base- so you're saying baseball that- is a great re- representation of America. So you're saying metaphor metaphorically that says a lot about right. America. And that shit's still pumping. Good old mm-hmm. baseball. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Yeah, there's not a lot going on in sports. It's kind of funny how ESPN has just like reruns of old games yeah. and shit. Everything is on a hold right now. Uh, sports are really, I guess, not important at this time. Right. Um, but we do have a, a sports section in the show. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's a documentary going on called uh, The Last Dance. Uh, and it's about Michael Jordan. And I guess it's, uh, it's like a docu-series. Why don't you go into the back, like the main premise? So it's a 10-part documentary on ESPN. It's also airing on Hulu. Yeah. Um, and they've released eight of the 10 parts so far. So next weekend, next Sunday, is going to be parts 9 and 10. And what is the main, pr- like, why is it called The Last Dance? What's, what do you, what's so the it's The Last premise? Dance because I guess they filmed the Michael Jordan's last year and they're just releasing it right now. And it was his, they, you know, I guess they knew they weren't getting back together. Yeah. Because this dude, Jerry Krause, was going to dismemble. You're saying it? Oh, I said it right? I mean, close enough, yeah. Shit. He was going to dismember. I don't know if you're saying dismember or disassemble. Disassemble. But, okay. Dis- disassemble. <laughs> there we go. But who, and Jerry Krause was the general manager yeah, of the Bulls, of the, of the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Uh, and the documentary goes back and forth between uh, Michael Jordan's Bulls season where he had his first three NBA finals wins. And then it like flips back and forth between like 93 and 98. Yeah. But the last dance, like his last, the the last season of the Bulls is kind of, that's why it's called the last dance. It's like. So they really go into like Michael Jordan's kind of personal life. You know, they show the, his rise and, you know, his work ethic and how he was to his teammates. The whole nine is pretty, it's pretty cool. What are some moments so far that have stuck out to you? Um, some moments that stuck out to me. Just how damn good he was, really. Um. Yeah. So Max Kellerman, uh, if you don't know, if you don't know who that is, he does he does a ESPN show. Oh, is, what is it? First Take is what it's called. Yeah, he did. You he know. does a, a show with um, Stephen A. Stephen Smith. A. Smith, and he said that he thought that if you put LeBron James on any of the opposing finals teams that Jordan the Bulls face, that LeBron would win. Um. What, I, do you I, agree with that? I feel it's unfair, but also... Oh, an unfair comparison? Yeah, but also, you got to think about, like, if you're talking about the unbeatable Bulls with, like, Rodman and Pippen, 
with Jordan, all those, all three of those dudes were all defensive players. Like, that's a tall feat. I just, I just don't understand why LeBron always needs to be inserted into these comparisons, and all these weird scenarios are made up and people talk about it. But I guess everyone is bored right now, and it's something to talk about. Something to talk about. Who? Yeah, something to talk about. Um. So one thing that stuck out to me on the documentary was um jordan's jewelry now i know everyone has clowned jordan for his fashions like his his like dad jeans and his like weird jorts and just kind of like how he doesn't really dress with the times and people always get on him about that but i've been noticing like his jewelry in this show looks like something you would buy at like a hot topic like he wears like these little like um like 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 metal balls around his neck or he'll have like a weird like puka shell looking necklace and i just wonder is this like the fanciest puka shell necklace that's ever been made like is this some special kind of thing or is this just some regular because it's michael jordan so it has to be some kind of regular some regular ass like not too flashy but it might cost a lot that's what i'm saying is like is like normally you could buy something like that Something like what he's wearing for like eight ninety nine at like Hot Topic or some store at the mall. So is this like the fancy Jordan version of that? Like, is this plat? Are these platinum balls instead of steel or whatever they're normally made out probably, of? You know, they're probably some platinum. So strange. Like platinum, black, black diamond. diamond <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Coated on the mother, you know. Yeah. I also watching it didn't know like I I didn't really realize all that stuff was going on with Scottie Pippen. And oh, Scotty Pippen was getting the rawest deal. The rawest deal. What he got? Uh, he got signed to like a seven-year deal, and it was like eighteen million dollars. And in that time frame, he won three championships. He was the number two to Michael Jordan. Yeah, but he was. Oh man. He was getting paid like not even half, like way less than half of what Michael Jordan was getting paid. Not even close. Yeah. You had people. Like, uh, fuck, let me see. Let me just throw a random-ass name. Like, Terry Porter's probably getting paid more than Scottie Pippen. Yeah, so uh, he was upset about that. And that kind of colors, colors part of the documentary where it's, like, all this <laughs> backstage stuff that's going on with this guy, Jerry Krause, who is, like, just making weird managerial choices. And everybody hated him, basically, is what it sounds like. Michael, there's all these scenes of Michael clowning on him. And the whole reason the whole Last Dance things happens is because Jerry Krause said that Phil he, Phil Jackson wasn't going to be the coach after this specific year. And Michael Jordan said he wasn't going to play if Phil ja- if he wasn't being coached by Phil Jackson. Yeah. So, and it didn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense to me why he would specifically not want Phil Jackson to coach his team that eventually goes on to win him six finals and gets him into the – in six finals and gets into the playoffs – uh, seven of the years, <laughs> you know, in a fucking block. <laughs> yeah, they, it was all done wrong. I guess they couldn't pay him. It was stupid. Yeah. It was dumb. I mean, there was Scotty Pippen signed a dumb contract way back in the day, and then, you know, by the 90s, late 90s, like, contracts were different. You got yeah. all these TV contracts, and all of a sudden there's all this money, you know, and that caused a lot of friction, you know. Any other weird little things you notice in the doc? In the doc, yeah. I mean, Jerry Krause's language when he's always, like, giving the the general uh, management all the credit 
No. Oh yeah, like he's specifically making sure that it's not, it's the, not it's the focus not, it's on not the, the athletes. players. It's not the players. It's you yeah. know management. You know. And they really make him look like a bad guy and make him look like he was just kind of like a little torpy, jealous, pudgy guy. So I wonder what. Kind of was. Well, I mean that's what it seems like. Kind of was. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and also I was trying to think about it. Like, is this really a doc? Because it's just from Michael Jordan's point of view. So, and other people, I mean, they're trying, they're mixing his teammates. You think it's like too, it's too, uh, like, it's almost like he, he's telling it's the story. Yeah, it's done well. Yeah. It's done well. Are you think it's making him look too good? No, it's not making him look too, it's the, the legend of Michael Jordan probably precedes itself. Yeah, he said, Michael Jordan himself said that he thought that this was going to make people think he was more of an asshole. But it all just seems pretty, like, no, it's it's all pretty par for the course. He seems just about as much of an asshole as I would have assumed he he'd been, he was. I don't even... I think he was just driven differently. And that, that made him camp, come off like an asshole. Uh... Well, some of the things they said, because you say driven differently. And again, makes me think of Kobe Bryant. Makes me think of people where you just hear that they're just kind of really just focused on the game. Yeah. But he was talking about how he um, he was just, the reason why he was trying to fight Steve Kerr that one season was because he just needed to get some anger out. And he wanted to find the smallest guy on the team to fuck with. And then he was also just saying like how he, guys would be too nice and he would just be like trying to mess with them, trying to get, oh, them, to, yeah. trying to get them to break. Kurt, uh, what was his name? Uh, damn. The guy who went to the... Yeah, number 24. Um, who I went to the... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Miami? The Magic? Scott. 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 Scott uh, forget his name. But he's trying to get these guys... He wanted to provoke them to see... Yeah. <laughs> what, they were, what they were about, you know? Like, right. And, and to, to be, test them is like war. Like this, yeah. Michael Jordan was. And I guess I mean Scottie Pippen said that that stuff helped him. He yeah. said that he appreciated He's that. He's trying to see how mentally tough you are. Yeah. And if you if you if he knew that you were strong, then he could count on you. He was trying right. to see if he could count on you. I mean, that's a great strategy. I mean, some people can't take it, and some people you know, but it produces a diamond. Right. All that pressure. Right. You see the success, and I don't knock him. You know, it was it it worked. Right, and um, <laughs> so it doesn't really seem like a doc because it's like it is, but it isn't. All right. Okay. <laughs> just, just really look at it. All it, right. It is, but it isn't. It seems kind of more one sided. Yeah. 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 It's definitely like the Michael Jordan show for sure. Right. Um. One thing that I noticed is, well, I guess I kind of knew it, but didn't really think much about it, is how if Dennis Rodman was in his prime right now, exactly how he is, he would be like a queer icon. Huh. Because he was way ahead, like as far as how comfortable he was with his masculinity and with presenting himself in feminine ways and like not backing down when people like were making fun of him or calling him out about it, like... He kinda, He's a queer person. Like he I think he already was in a way though. But I'm saying like I don't think he he didn't get treated like he was doing something that was like revolutionary. And not just I mean He went in a wedding dress. 
I, but I'm saying the public just saw him as a weirdo. They were just saying... Yeah, him, I mean... They weren't saying, like, oh, look at this man who's chal- ch- challenging the norms of masculinity. They weren't, like, giving him all this credit for him being himself. If he did that today with all this... How social media is... Yeah, it'd be different. He would, you know, he'd get a lot more... Uh, different exposure. Yeah. And it probably wouldn't have been so uh, negative. You know? Yeah. I mean, I remember this one old interview with him where the talk show host was trying to, like, kept asking him, like, oh, so are you gay? So do you like having sex with men? He was like, listen, I'm not opposed to it right now. Yeah. I'm I'm messing with, like, I mostly mess with women. I'm not opposed to it. But just because I dress this way doesn't mean doesn't anything mean about my anything. sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Like. He was just different. Just wanted to dress. Uh, the word is eccentric. Yeah. <laughs> quirky. Kendra Rama was eccentric. And, uh, yeah. And I was thinking that, too, about Little Richard. Like. Because little Richard just died, so he's been on my mind, and I've been watching old videos of him and stuff, and it was the same thing. Like, and he he was in a time when it, all that stuff really wasn't. I can't accepted. even imagine the backlash little Richard was getting back in those. I days. know, I know. Wow. I mean, he never did. He ever officially come out or say anything? I don't. I don't know. I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's why he never really talked about that. Not sure. His sexuality or something like that. But he was definitely comfortable with, like, being feminine, you know, the way he dressed and his hair and wearing makeup and stuff like that, you know? Just listen to the song Tutti Fruity. <laughs> I think that'll tell you everything, everything, everything you need to know, know. about Lil Richie. Okay, so, um, so at this point in the documentary, they've covered, they did his backstory, uh, the Jordan, like, backstory of him growing up. They did... Him uh, starting out at the Bulls and winning the three championships. They covered his dad dying and him playing baseball. And they covered kind of like the stress that he was under when he was playing and how everybody was like scrutinizing him yeah. and how he was just under a microscope even back then and how it was People. really stressful. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to remember what was the last thing... He had just come back was the last thing for for his second time being on the Bulls. So he'd just come back from his, quote, retirement right. from basketball. Um, he'd just come back. That was like the last episode was, was his comeback. So the next two, the last two, are going to be the final championships? Yeah, it's coming. They're coming soon. Cause... Is there anything else spicy that was happening at the time that they could be talking about? I mean, you want some hot goss? You want some hot, hot, hot gossip on Michael Jordan? That was from, that's from this 20 years not, ago. <laughs> this is not even, this is, this is not even, this shit is hot. Okay. I mean, I mean, so. So there was a radio station called 92.3 The Beat back in Los Angeles. So I remember driving around one day and they reported that Michael Jordan had a kid by somebody, okay? This was then they they you know they they used to shoot out. This was I, from ninety two point three the beat. I found out R. Kelly married Aaliyah. Like they used to just drop bombs like that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? On the radio, on you, the kids, radio. you kids don't know about that. On the radio, right? <laughs> so they said that, and I was like, oh shit! And the Jordan out here wilding. And then you know what? I thought that I was gonna see that shit on the news. That shit was nowhere. Jordan signs that shit. And so you think it really happened? But I think that really, I I think Michael Jordan had like 
a, a girl in every damn state, dude. Well, but but a girl in every state, but. I can't imagine he'd be having, being that reckless with his wiener, though. Because, like, they were they talked about on, the doctor. Hold on, hold on, time out. Not, not one of every state. He just had a staple of, like, five. No, that's, that's fine. I mean, you could have one in every state. I'm just saying, I think he's using con. I mean, I can't. In this in this documentary, it shows how all the people, dudes were partying and how he didn't want to have anything to do with it because he didn't want to do anything that was going to mess up his game or his business. Like, didn't want to do any of that stuff. Yeah. He, he, look, he looked super cookie-cutter, super focused. So I I I but he don't did, I he is he is divorced. That was way later he got divorced though. Okay, look, well look, maybe man. he has a sidekick. Maybe that's man. what they're going to reveal that's in the ninth episode. All I gotta say about that, I can't even find the tape. I know it happened. John I'm London, sure if I look John it up. London, and all of them. You know what I'm saying? Was that one of the the DJs from ninety three point yeah, one the the beat ninety what? what numbers? I didn't hear what numbers. Ninety two point three the beat. I don't know. I only I, when I was a kid, I listened to Kiss FM because I was a ner- nerd. And uh, what else did I? Listen yeah, that's to radio stations. That's all I got to say about that. That's a hot guy. I don't I don't know if it gets any spicier. Dennis Rodman was probably the spiciest it's gonna get with him leaving. And they didn't they didn't even really get into much of his of his stuff. I I need to go back and watch that Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, Cole, what? We had Madonna. He had Tyra Banks. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra at one point. Uh, there was another one too. I'm missing some. There's Dennis, Dennis Rodman got a body count. Vivica. I Fox. mean, that should tell you that men should be more comfortable with their with their feminine side and with their masculinity because a straight dude who dresses like that should tell you this person is very confident in themselves. You know what I mean? He also broke his dick twice. Three, I think three times. Yeah. Um. Though, yeah, the thing that they talked Man. about in um. In the doc was like how they, which I, I forgot about was how Jordan convinced Phil Jackson to let Dennis Rodman have like a little 24 hour, 48 hour break for him to just like party. No, Phil Jackson convinced Michael Jordan. You don't think it was good? No, it was the other way around, wasn't nah. it? Oh, okay. Well, either way, and <laughs> Dennis Rodman just went on like a bender in Vegas and was gone for like, I don't know, like <laughs> 10 days or something like that. <laughs> like his 48 hour like yeah. vacation turned into like a bender where they had to come swoop, swoop Jordan him up. had to come swoop him up, dude, in a hotel. I think Karma Election was there because she was the one talking about she had to oh, hide yeah. and shit. Yeah, she was hiding. She was hiding in the, in the closet. Michael Jordan came knocking, looking for him, and she went to go hide in the closet. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the times he broke his dick was with Carmen Electra. They didn't say it explicitly in the story. If you look up uh, this Vice cartoon show, has like these stories of different celebrities partying, and Des- Dennis Rodman talks about three times that he technically he didn't break his what penis. Is- it's called I think it's called contused. It technically didn't break, but it like made a bend, bend some weird way. What was and I that think- show called? Party stories or party chronicles or party something. Epic party stories or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, but he talks about that happening. I think that I think it must have happened around the same time. Um, yeah. They kept <laughs> they kept going back. You know, they kept they're showing all these old pictures and old footages, and then they'll go back to the real to the people today and present day. And I'm so glad they kept showing present Dennis Rodman because I kept looking at old Dennis Rodman, like from when he was young. I'm, when I say old, I mean when he was playing on the Bulls, like young, young Dennis Rodman. I kept looking at him, going, "Am I attracted to De- to Dennis Rodman?" And then they would show him now, and I was like, "Oh no, no, I'm not." <laughs> you were. You were. You had the thought. 
something about I something about it. I don't know. Um, something about it. I don't okay, know. Okay, so the next episode yeah. is going to be maybe him having a secret kid. Probably not. Nah, they're not going to talk about that. <laughs> He doesn't want you to Michael know Michael Jordan that. was too... He was the golden child, dude. They wasn't... You know how much money he had? Like, they But so is this... But nothing. what I'm saying is, are these last two episodes just going to be... Uh, it's about his his run, you know. They they had him win the championship on Father's Day. I forgot about that. When he played the Sonics. And that was like, right... You know, his dad passed away, you know. Yeah, his dad was murdered, and then he wins the championship all, I watching on all Father's this, Day. I remember, yeah. like, it's like rewatching my childhood all over again. Like, this shit was wild. Because me, being from Los Angeles, I was naturally a Laker fan. But then Michael Jordan came, and then I was... I remember me and my cousin going on the base, like, dude, he's like, Magic's better. I'm like, dude, nah, the Bulls, do you see what's coming? Yeah. This shit was wild. And just seeing how... Like, it wasn't even a game to him. Like, he was playing other games within the game. Uh Uh-huh. That's how dominant of a player he was. Like, it wasn't even... Was that time period the last time the Knicks really had a good run? The Knicks used to be really... That's what I'm saying. Because when Carmelo was on there, they did well. They did well, and they went to playoffs and stuff like that. But they didn't... Did they they ever win a ring? They went to the playoffs. Um, So that was like the last... That was like the last time the Knicks were like... A successful franchise, and that was like in the nineties. You know, prevalent, prevalent is the word. Prevalent and successful, I would say. But yes, um, okay. Do we have any more random sports things or things you want to add before we move on? Michael Jordan stopped Hall of Famers from getting rings. He, yeah. I mean, Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring because of Michael Jordan. Carl Malone, Charles. And some of these dudes. Carl Malone won that the season, didn't they? People, didn't the Knicks won the people season? People be talking shit about Carl Malone, but if you put, ah, never mind. No, please, <laughs> please. People talk shit about the mailman because he's a country, country black dude. But dude had fucking game. You give a fuck what you say about Carl Malone? Dude had fucking game. And you see that when you watch this, you're like all these players he, that you you I'm used to seeing be sportscasters on ESPN that I haven't seen play in a long time. Seeing this foot, the old footage is really cool. Yeah, it was just diff- it was a different game. I mean, the, it was a different game. And people talk about who was guarding Jordan. Yeah, so what? He was busting jo- Jeff Hornacek's ass. Who cares? Yeah, he busted his ass. Uh, <laughs> but it, it just shows you how dominant of a dude he was, like, all around. You know? People say he couldn't shoot that well, and he couldn't play in this, this time era. If Michael Jordan played in this time era, he probably averaged 60 points. She'll be crazy. Because everyone acts softer. Yeah. yeah. They did can check and all this shit. Like, yeah. Michael Jordan would have. Yeah. That, some stuff, it was just grimy y'all, looking out there. Y'all say Michael Jordan couldn't shoot. He would have become a better shooter. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard. You know, the closest thing to Michael Jordan, I've been saying this shit for the longest time, is Kobe Bryant. And everybody talk about LeBron and be like, Niggas, you forget about Kobe. And it's wild us watching a documentary about Michael Jordan knowing that Kobe's dead. (laughs) Like, you would not have thought that things would have played out this way. Kobe Bryant in the skies. And you find out in the documentary how close Michael Jordan really was to Kobe Bryant and was like a big brother to Kobe in the doc. So that's cool to see. Probably because he saw there was a lot of similarities there. Yeah. It's also, I mean, yeah, and seeing his whole stuff with Steve Kerr and then knowing Steve Kerr 
as like the Warriors coach. I already knew I got all those parallels. Yeah, I but that. but I mean, I I I you had told me years ago that Steve Kerr was on the Bulls with Jordan. Yeah. It's just weird, like seeing knowing these people for certain things and then seeing them on a team with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Steve Kerr got so many rings. Is Steve Kerr comes from a great pedigree of coaches, and that's a whole nother from from Phil Jackson to Popovich. Mm-hmm. And, and never mind. But yeah, that's that's sports if you want to wrap it up. Okay. Moving on. So that's the show. You know, um, even though it's taken us months to get this out, it's almost exactly a year since we started recording these. It has? Yes. All right. Isn't that well, crazy? That is kind of wild. It's also sad because I think some of the first stuff we talked about was the finals. Hmm. So that's what would have been going on right now. Yeah. Or around this time, kind of. Thanks for listening. Um, we're we're going to try to be more consistent, I guess, with this whole thing. Um, stay safe. Bye. Peace. That's leadership. That's compassion. It's too bad that President Trump can't show either. By the way, what is it about President Obama that really gets under your skin? Is it because he's smarter than you? Better educated? Made it on his own? Didn't need daddy's help? Wife is more accomplished? Better looking? I don't know. What is it? What is it about him? That he's a black man that's accomplished? Became president? That he punked you on the whole birth certificate thing? What is it about him? Just wondering.